This is an AMI podcast. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI TV. You might be feeling the chill of fall in your bones. Staying warm, that's easy enough. Layers, sweaters, you know the drill. Something else happens to your body when the temperature drops. Your skin can get a bit wonky. Jenny Bovard is no stranger to skincare, and Jenny is the host of the Low Vision Moments podcast. Hey, good morning, Jenny. Good morning, Dave. I have a feeling we're going to get a little more personal than even <laughs> normal today. Yeah, even though we're talking about the surface, we're still scratching under the surface when it really gets down to it. Ooh, uh, don't make me itchy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jenny, I'll definitely tell you here in the last couple of days when the temperatures dropped about 23 degrees, uh, I can already feel it in my knuckles. My skin's changing a little bit with the colder temperature. How does fall weather affect your skin? Well, like you said, as the temperatures drop up suddenly and late this year and the breeze picks up, we've got a lot of that wind here on the East Coast. I find myself with drier, more flaky skin, especially on the money maker, on the face, around the nose in particular for me, the cracked dry lips come out this time of year and, and like you, the hands. I think that's just something that a lot of us experience. So what are you, what are you doing in terms of a daily routine to mitigate the effects? Ooh, it's a long answer, Dave. But one major thing that I change is the soap that I shower with. Mm. My skin doesn't like the humidity in the summer months, so I use a real boring bar soap. But the cooler weather means I can switch over to a more nourishing, sort of um, uh, nicer smelling as well body wash. And uh, in the shower, I like to use this J.R. Watkins. It's a lemon cream scent. So it's a more Whoa, that's nourishing a, that's a, that's a That's a big bottle you're holding up on air jenny's yeah, buying get, in bulk over here money's worth yeah i get my money's worth and this one is nice and safe there's no parabens or anything like that um but it's nicer smelling and it's more nourishing to the skin and that's sort of the theme here but we can't forget to exfoliate this time of year i do that a lot more as well it takes away that dry flaky top layer of skin i use an exfoliating face wash about once a week Ooh. and for the areas like the backs of my arms and my actual back i use a big wooden brush in the shower a lot of people to exfoliate they'll use one of these exfoliating gloves even if a face cloth a nice clean face cloth can be really helpful to exfoliate the face as well we can't forget about the lips Dave, I know sometimes you forget about the lips based on previous conversations. They get cracked this time of year, and some people even use a lip scrub to exfoliate their lips. I haven't gone there yet, but what I do is every night I use a lip mask, and it's I have Burt's Bees. It's a little tiny container I'm holding up here. Uh, they do not test on animals, Burt's Bees, and it. Le- I wake up in the morning with like much juicier lips this time of year when I use this mask. So a lot of different products available for the lips too. Don't forget about those lips. <laughs> yeah, that's been one of the uh, general skincare routine conversations you and I have had here, uh, where you're always reminding me, Dave, you've got to protect those lips. You know, they're they're part of the overall moneymaker that is your, 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 you know, your, your beautiful face and lips here for uh, being a national TV star. Uh, Jenny, you mentioned the switching to a body wash that might be a little bit more nourishing. I also make a switch from my boring Irish Spring bar soap in the summer to uh, a Dove Men Plus Care moisturizing soap. So I have my moisturizer kind of in 
included inside the soap that I'm switching switching to. What about you? Do you do you go above and beyond with the moisturizing? I do. I'm Dave. I'm at a fun age where sometimes I get pimples in my fine lines on my face, oh, no. and I said <laughs> we were going to get personal, and here we are. But I've forever seriously had very sensitive and acne prone skin, even in my late thirties now. Yeah, same Growing here. Up in the nineties, S- same here. You may by remember. The way. People probably remember in the 90s, we were trying to dry out our acne and using harsh products. But moisturizing my face uh, and acne-prone areas back then just didn't seem, it seemed counterproductive. But we were mistaken. We were wrong. And I've learned that well-moisturized skin, particularly the face, is happier skin overall. I've got a whole process. For daytime, before my sunscreen, I use a really light oil controlling moisturizer from the body shop. This little tub I'm holding is so loved and worn that you can't even read the label at all anymore, but this is the seaweed (laughs) one. I use this under my sunscreen and my makeup on the daily. It helps control the oil during the day. And at night, I use a more intense moisturizer specifically for the nighttime and this one is aloe based again from the body shop i'm holding up a little 50 milliliter tub and um and they again do not test on animals the body shop and nighttime is the time to do it you're not doing anything else so why not wake up with a more moisturized face they have a really nice vitamin e night cream as well the body shop so Again, do it at night if you have the wherewithal to do a routine. But Dave, don't shy away from a beauty mask. A nice nourishing mask once in a while, maybe once a month when you're feeling dry. You can find these anywhere, like at pharmacies. It's it's for you, it's for me, it's for everybody. Mm. Don't shy away. Jenny, you mentioned sunscreen. And I, I know for a fact that sunscreen, although very good when it comes to protecting my skin from the sun, can lead to some of those oily buildups or those acne buildups. I, I, have, I have a similar reaction to you. You are a total pro when it comes to sun protection. You put me to shame with the great work you do on sun protection. How does the fall change your ongoing battle with sunburn? Well, thank you for saying I'm a pro. I appreciate that. It's come with a lot of trial and error, but with the face, the lips, the neck, the ears, the hands, these are all still exposed to the elements, no matter what time of year, unless we're wearing gloves in the winter. But when I leave the house in the fall, not much changes, except maybe my everyday sunscreen is no longer SPF 50. It's an SPF 30 now because those UV rays are a lot less powerful and the chance of sweating throughout the day are are much lower. I use Neutrogena Clear Face, Dave. It is SPF 30, and it's known to not cause breakouts. So Neutrogena is a great brand for those of us with sensitive skin. Again, lots of trial and error. Um, You can also get a moisturizer that has uh, SPF built right in. So SPF 30 is available right in a daily moisturizer. So there's no excuse, and we still have the lip balms that are available with SPF as well. But David's sweater and denim jacket weather layer season, like you mentioned. So those SPF clothes that I wear during the hotter months, the polyester, the nylon, they come out a lot less often. And we can sort of up the ante in the fashion department and and sport like a, a nice floral <laughs> blazer that I have on today. Nice. I love it. Yeah, the floral blazer you're rocking today is top, top tier. You know, Jenny, uh, you mentioned some of the clothing choices we make during the summer and how that might influence uh, where our sun exposure comes. 
I had a little bit of a blind spot this summer. I was wearing a lot of golf shirts and was typically keeping the collar like wide open. So I've noticed here in the last couple of weeks as maybe some of the sunburn around my face is uh, calming down a little bit and the rest of my arms is calming down, I've got this little V shape right at the top of my chest. So it's one of these reminders that you've got a sunscreen everywhere or else you're gonna Every get these, these little spots. <laughs> For me, it's the ankles. I always have to, it, I almost leave the house in my running pants often and, and my ankles are showing and I'm like, oh, Jenny, you got to do the ankles. So you're like all ready to go. Um, but it's good that you're figuring out those little things, Dave, because we all have those little things. Everyone's skin is different. Oh yeah, 100%. Hey, Jenny, this is fantastic. I appreciate the ongoing series that we're unintentionally doing about skincare. Pleasure. Always a pleasure. <laughs> That's Jenny Bovard, the host of the Low Vision Moments podcast. You can find that podcast on your favorite podcasting platforms. It's part of the mighty AMI-audio podcast network. Coming up in 60 seconds, there's a reboot of a popular 90s sitcom debuting today. But first, Sony's updated PS5 is slimming down. Mike Dubusky checks the specs in Tech Trends. Sony has updated the PS5. There's not a whole lot that they've really changed to the to the formula. They've really kept it pretty simple. IGN's Taylor Lyles says the console looks like a shrunken down version of last year's model, though it still dwarfs competitors. It's definitely smaller than its counterparts, but it, there's still some some pretty chunky chunky boys. Weight is down though, and there's more storage. It used to come with like 825 gigabytes of internal storage. It now has one terabyte, which is a lot. Ultimately, Lyles says there's not a ton of reason for current PS5 owners to upgrade. But there is plenty for those that have held off on buying one for whatever reason, and I think that's mostly who it's for. The pricing changes a bit with the digital version now 50 bucks more expensive at $449. The standard PS5 is just under 500. With Tech Trends, I'm Mike Dubusky, ABC News. Thank you very much, Mike. From video games to television, Amanda Shikarchi in the entertainment world, one of my favorite TV shows is getting a reboot. Yes, this is really exciting. So the first two episodes of Frasier will premiere on Paramount Plus today. It is a revival of the 1993 sitcom. Most of the cast are new. However, there's the original, some of the original producers and casting director. It takes place 10 years after Frasier's time in Chicago. He returns home to Boston after his father's death as he is determined to mend his relationship with his son, Freddie. However, it is difficult for Frazier to accept Freddie's decision to become a firefighter. So Dave, as someone who watched the series, what are your expectations for this revival? Well, I loved the show in the 1990s. It was so clever, it was so funny, it was so well cast. The interactions between the characters were just amazing. They developed this fantastic chemistry that by late in the series, they would actually go into scenes without a formal script. They would have their beats or their points they needed to get to, and then they would just let the actors work their way to get there through a number of takes. And that chemistry was just phenomenal, and it was so funny, and it was so so just different than a lot of stuff that was on in the 90s. My expectations, Amanda, unfortunately, are low because sometimes when it's been 20 years since the show's been on TV, maybe some of the thrill is gone. 
Yeah, I know what you mean. I felt the same way. I was watching a prequel to, I was watching Supernatural and they did a prequel recently. And I was like, oh no, are they going to stick to the story? Like, are they, how much are they going to change it? But I was actually surprised with how much they were able to keep the same. And, you know, sometimes with revivals and reboots, you have to give it a chance before you are like, oh, this is not like not the best so yeah definitely i would say give it a fair shot so dave will you be hitting play today when the first two episodes drop well i don't have paramount plus so that is probably going to be a hindrance of some kind to get me to press play on this but i'll also say this amanda i'm i i'm reluctant knowing that a bunch of the characters from the original are not going to be there knowing that his dad martin will not be part of the show knowing that niles his brother won't be part of the show, knowing that Daphne the maid or Roz the producer won't be part of the show. I mean, th these are the core of what made the show funny. It wasn't just Kelsey Grammer playing Frasier. So I'm a little bit leery of pressing play. I saw a review in Rolling Stone that really kind of panned the show. So I find that to be a little bit dissuasive. But maybe if by chance the internet gods uh, find a way to put this on my television, I'll give the first couple shows a crack. Because, I mean, the Frasier character is a beloved character, not just for his 90s sitcom. He was a great character on the sitcom Cheers in the 1980s. So you're talking about four decades of a character who's much beloved being brought back. So if I get a sniff that people are enjoying this show and other fans are enjoying this show and it seems like it's worth my time, I would consider hitting play. What about you? Definitely. I like just reading about it yesterday, like the characters seem really intriguing and I find the storyline very interesting. And I feel like it's a nice, fun, easy show to go to when things are getting a bit heavy. So I definitely think well, I don't have Paramount Plus like you. So if I do get Paramount Plus, I'm definitely tempted to hit play on it. Yeah, and of course in Canada to get Paramount Plus, you do that through Amazon Prime. So it's almost like a double paywall. I've got the Amazon Prime. If there's a free seven-day trial of Paramount Plus, maybe I'll wait until the whole season drops and we'll just binge our way through that one and remember to cancel the free trial uh, five or six days later. Amanda, thank you for this. Have a great day. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Oh, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. That's what's coming your way. Maybe. I don't know. I hope, I hope Kelsey Grammer sings in the show. That's, of course, how they used to wrap up Frasier back in the day. Coming up after the break, they're calling again for a regional news update and a sports chat with Brock Richardson. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts. <laughs> 